Hello, everybody. It's a Monday. It's 12.08. Chad Hartman, Dave Harrigan, News Talk, 830-WCCO. Who is our guy? A pig vomit who worked with us well before you came aboard. Kevin WNBC. How he was depicted by Paul Giamatti. In Howard Stern's very entertaining movie, Private Parts, Kevin McNeeny, he worked what was 102.9 at the time. I don't, had had Mick uh, set up his revenge tour yet with the country station or was it something else at that point. Did you see the Howard Stern movie years ago, Dave Harrigan? You must have. Yes, I have seen it. Kevin Matheny is the name. Matheny. Kevin, I believe, has since passed away. He has, back in 2014, at the age of 60. I'm not doubting uh, Howard Stern's uh, portrayal of Kevin, but he was a very likable guy when he was here. He never did say, like, let's try it again. WCCO. Give me a WCCO. WCCO. Who does have the really radio pukey voice in town? Does anybody go over the top? Like, I don't think it counts if you're a wacky FM DJ. But is anybody over the air where they're just a, like we call in the radio business, the puker? They, I mean. No one sounds like a... Hi, everybody. Welcome to the jungle. It's 12.08. What about the Packers? Ha, 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 ha. You know, just over the top that. Do we have somebody that does I, that? I, think I mean, that Carter kind of. Carter yeah. doesn't sound anything like his voice in real life. He's he's a tiny man who's compensating for his you know, tiny body parts. And yeah. so he, he has this, you know, excellent sounding voice. But he's really, you know, 5'2 and... It's been a, it's been a struggle. It is strange when you see him. You expect this voice to come out of him, but it's it's mm-hmm. deeper than expected. I think we've moved past the area of the ra- the era of the radio puker, haven't we? I think so, but I'm not. I mean, everything comes back, right? Oh, Fashion sure. comes back. <laughs> It'll be retro chic at some point. I mean, if it's possible, there's an employee at Hubbard who's got the puking voice, there's a decent chance we'll hire him. I mean, if you're at Hubbard, there's a decent chance you're going to hire sometime in the next uh, year here at CCO. I have no problem with that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know. You're in the group. <laughs> you are in the group, baby. Um, Billy Joel, Steve well, – well, can I get to the Billy Joel, Stevie Nicks in one second, too? I, I put out a tweet at Chad Herman Show, and I wanted to include – a couple of the guests on the show, they're on the Twitter machine. Amy Klobuchar, 145. Chip Scoggins, 205. I couldn't do the at. Does that mean I've been kicked off Twitter and I don't realize it yet? Or is, is Elon up to something else? Was it just me? What uh, is anything going on? Oh, you, you got problems? Like you tried to hit the at and it wouldn't even show up on the screen? Mm-mm-mm-mm. I mean, I, I typed out uh, Klobuchar's entire name, Chip's entire name. Nothing popped up. Wow. Elon must have it out for you. Yeah, well, can you blame him? No. Billy Joel, Stevie Nicks. Hall of Fame 
enormous success, hits all over the place. Together, I'd prefer my backyard. I suggested over the weekend my backyard for the AFC neutral site game. If we get Kansas City Buffalo, I've got a, I've got a, uh, I did not build this house like like I literally built it, but I I bought this house. Uh, the previous owners, good size patio. I really don't use the good size patio. Of of the usage at this house, I poorly use the house. So I'm thinking the patio could be like your luxury seats. Uh, I don't know if you're going to play in the side yard or the backyard. The side yard is pitched right to left. I think we'd play that way, Dave. It's longer. And and like, you know, like ballparks, like Fenway's different than, you know, Target Field. Dodger Stadium's different than the Yankee Stadium. You know, you'd have to decide if you want to use the speed going down the pitch or the speed going up the pitch. And then we've got a mini, very small rainbow play system in the back. And then there's, um, I mean, right now, there's it's kind of a drainage ditch or mini pond in the backyard. I guess that's where the fans could sit. Yeah, it'll still be frozen, I assume. So you could set up some bleachers there. I think the yes. Rainbows play system, that might be a good spot to set up a little suite for the commissioner if he plans to be in attendance for this one. And I like the idea of playing on a pitched field. That brings yes. in the possibility for the kicking game of the ball being below cool. or above your plant foot. Yes. And that, I mean, whether you, you know, push or fade, that'll uh, certainly impact the kicking game. I like that. 100% all my years of playing at uh, OR. A lot of uphill, downhill lies, a lot of mm-hmm. more shots than off those. Why does the field? Why, why does every field in the NFL have to have to play the exact same? Yeah, it's is really it, it's communist, is what it is. Communist, yes, it is. It's so you know what it is? It's wokeism. It's socialism. <laughs> I blame Obama. That's who I blame. Is it? Uh, is it fifty-five yards across? For some reason, I'm thinking that's the number, but I'm totally think it's off. like 52, 53. 52? Okay. See, ours would be fifty-five. It'd be longer. We'd throw it off. No, trust me. No, it's really because there's some shrubbery and there's a sidewalk. It's It varies. I mean, parts of it, it's going to be like nine yards across. Mm. Then maybe it gets to max, I don't know, 12, 12 yards until you do the back. Then, then it's more, but it's not one of those rainbow play systems where you have an area where you can sit. It's just a couple swings. Well, that's okay. I'm sure, I'm sure the commission would be fine on a swing. He could just sit there. Yeah. Or do we want to make that part of the field? Well, you know, already the, got uh, shrubbery in play. I mean, how far are we going to go here? Well, I didn't see it, but I saw it online where the Chiefs kind of went the ring around the Rosies, didn't they, coming out of the huddle? <laughs> that's right. Yes. So why don't we say you can you can go around the, the play system. The play system is in play, and if it's Tyreek Hill or – Steph Diggs, they can use the swings to their advantage. I like that because as an offensive player, you can't have forward momentum going as the play begins. But maybe if you're on the swing, you can time it up. So the swing, yes. uh, you're you're moving forward as the ball is snapped. You could incorporate that into play if you, know, you get that by the rules committee. And I think, here's what will be different about it. 
Well, not Tyreek Hill anymore. I should update myself. He's no longer on the club. Uh, Travis Kelsey is a lot. Uh, is Jarek McKinnon? He's still on the uh, Chiefs, right? I believe so. Travis Kelsey can push Jet. We're tight. Jet McKinnon off the swing to gather momentum. Yes. Yes, I'm liking this. $10 million from the NFL, and we're in. That's all That's all they need to do. So I'd like to see Billy Joel and Steve Nicks in the back, Stevie Nicks in the back. Do friends call her Steve? Does everybody call her Stevie? I think Stevie. I'd go with Stevie. All right, Stevie. I was going to say we got a good vibe, but I don't think we have a good vibe yet. Uh, Stevie and Billy are going to be at U.S. Bank November 10th. Your tickets are available to you and the masses Friday at 10, except for one place. At least we're going with one place. There might be others. They're dead to us. They're meaningless. Right here, this show, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, including today. We are reporting exclusively this is Monday all day. Dave. I believe I have this right. We are playing Billy Joel bumper music today. Yes. Except for one tune. That'll be Stevie Nicks. When you hear the Stevie Nicks bumper song as opposed to Billy Joel, you then call in and we've determined caller number five. Number five. Number five will win a pair of tickets to see William and Steve, let's go with that. William and Steve. I I have an insider who I still know, who uh, their family member once was a nanny for Billy Joel and Christy Brinkley. I'll give a little dirt here. Billy to the nanny. Great. Billy was very friendly to Nanny. Christy? Mm-mm-mm-mm. Uh-oh. Biatch, apparently. Not very good. But Billy, if it, it's, this will make you feel better when you win the tickets, was great to the Nanny. Now, now Billy didn't marry the Nanny. I don't believe that happened. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, Billy Joel, Stevie Nicks tickets before the show is done. So, you need to listen the entire time. And also follow us on Twitter, at Chad Hartman Show, at Dave underscore Harrigan. Admit it, you were bored during the day yesterday, but you were loving it. You were aroused. You were openly cackling about what took place at night. Let's discuss that when we come back on CCO. I mean, if you're going to start your Billy Joel, Stevie Nicks week of music and a chance to win tickets... You got to start with that one, right? Can't argue with it. Got to start that. Texter nailed it. I was going to give Rusty crap for this overrated to underrated. Probably still will. Thank God there's a local angle for tonight's game. Why are we like this? It's embarrassing. No other town begs to find a local angle, especially in the national championship game, in a town that really doesn't care about college football. Good to know Rusty has been brought into the WCC radio. We must look for a local angle no matter what. Vikings yesterday, 
They're playing the Bears. I wouldn't have played a soul who mattered. You thought maybe something was going on with Dalvin. He came back. They win. For a while, I mean, I thought Nick Mullins might be our answer. Harrigan, all he did was score at first, and then he threw the interception. So I think they're probably going to stick. I think they're probably going to stick with Kirk for next week. I think they might. You with me? Are you leaning Mullins for next? uh, That's a that's a high profile game. Sunday, three thirty, and you know the ball club has played well on national TV so far this season. (laughs) That's better than Monday night. I think they'll split time. I think you probably give Kirk the first series or two out of respect, but I think Nick Mullins yeah. has earned earned plenty of time. Kind of like the – how about that combination yesterday for the Bears? Peterman and <laughs> – Boyle? Was it Boyle? Yes. Was that the guy's name? Yes. Might be the worst quarterback combo in the history of the National Football League. I mean, the, how about the Texans, though, before we get to the Packers – all the Texans have to do is lose the game, and they get the number one pick. And who is it? Is it Davis Webb? Who's their quarterback again? Davis Mills? I, get, I think we got a couple Davises. Throws the pass. It goes right through some goofball Indianapolis Colts players' hands. I mean, all he does is he literally just says, knock it away. Game's over. No, it goes right through his hands. Texans score, and then they complete the two-point play. And then for the second straight year, they fire a coach on a multi-year deal. And they lose the number one pick, so the Bears have the number one pick. So the Vikings game was meaningless. The Packers, I had lost touch with Sunday afternoon games. And so when it first started, I I did not know if the uh, Seahawks had beat the Rams. So I was thinking, okay, this is good. And then quickly found out that... So he had a one in OT, so it was Lions. And I kind of like the Lions if they needed to win that game. Because you heard me the week of the Packers game, even heard me last week saying, I still don't buy the Packers. Like, oh, no, here comes A-Rodge. And again, I think A-Rodge, let's be clear again, A-Rodge, much better quarterback than Brett Favre, without a doubt. And I've been in the A-Rodge tank for a long, long time. But this year he just hasn't been good. And even when they beat the Vikings, it was about the Vikings screwing up and then the running game just uh, doing whatever it wanted against the Vikings. So I thought if the Lions still had to play for the game, I, I would have probably leaned Lions. But then when they when they, then when they they had nothing to play for, I thought Packers are going to win. And by now you know it. The Lions win the game. Were you watching at the end, Dave, or were you uh, fast asleep? Were you to bed like Adam Carter time at like uh, – 5.30. I was not watching live. Caught up on it afterwards, however. I was thoroughly enjoying a game as a detached cynic who doesn't care who wins games. When the Lions are continuing to throw the ball, when it's just the classic situation where all you do is run it, and Man Campbell say no. Well, actually, it's this guy, Ben Johnson, who's the next young Savant, uh, offense coordinator who might get a decent chance he might get a job this offseason. Then if they get a just an idiotic Lions-esque penalty where they go with this, this type of hook and ladder we've never seen before, and it works beautifully, 
Then they throw the ball again, and they run up the time, and it's over for the Packers. And I don't think there's any doubt. Again, I just want the story. So if you're a Packer fan, don't go at me. Oh, okay, Vikings fan. That's not me. I just want the story. But there's no comparison. The joy and everything that made you feel warm inside for a Viking fan last night, a completely meaningless Sunday afternoon game to seeing Aaron F. Rodgers for the third straight year end the year at home favored at Lambeau. I was going to use this for one of my overrated underrateds, but I'll use it right now. Underrated sports schadenfreude. Mm -hmm. Taking delight in the misery of others, chiefly your your rivals, the team you hate. For, I think, myself included, on a normal week, I think I would rather see the Packers lose in embarrassing fashion than the Vikings win. And I'm not talking about real life. Like if if there's somebody you don't like and then you're more happy about this. Well, there's probably some people are in that category. Too, yes, there are. I'm sure honest. there are. You know, but again, it, again, better than far for me, clear cut. But it cannot be forgotten, his legacy, if this is it, that, and I don't think it's it. I think he's playing next year. Oh, I do think the money's too good. He's going to play. That at home to Brady, lose. At home to San Francisco, lose. At home to the Lions, lose. And this is far from the first time I've brought this up, and it's far from the first time someone else has brought it up. And we'll get back to it with Chip. But when did Favre step in? Was it like late in the 92 season he took over for the Magic Man, I think? Sounds about right. 92 or 91, I forget. So it's 30 consecutive years, approximately, with Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. And you win two Super Bowls. It's two more than the Vikings have ever won. Again, Packers fans. I'm not a Packer fan. I'm not a Vikings fan, so save your text on that one. I just want the story. They have 100% underachieved if you get that combo for three decades of unparalleled brilliance. Somebody text me, am I forgetting, where a team had quarterbacks of that caliber for 30 years. And don't give me Montana and Young. That was much, much smaller. Maybe the Bears now with Peterman and Boyle. Maybe they'll be the combination. If, Dave, you with me, if you only win two Super Bowls, they only attended three, right? Rodgers just had the one, lost those NFC championship games. Favre lost the one to Elway, where I thought they'd win by 40, to be honest. Underachieved. That's what I'm saying. You with me? Yes. Yeah, I don't know what the number it is. What the number is. I mean, do you have to win four over that time? You have to win three, one per decade? I don't know what the number is, but two 
is awfully light when you're not talking about yeah. you know quarterbacks that were really good. You're not talking about quarterbacks that were just Hall of Famers. Quarterbacks that during their time were in the conversation of best quarterback in the league, one of the greats of all time. It's got to be at least three. And even just to attend only three Super Bowls is a part of the conversation. Mm -hmm. The city of Minneapolis should step in, but then why should we trust the city of Minneapolis? Let's discuss that in a matter of minutes here on News Talk 830 WCCO. No, no, that's Billy Joel. Once again, Billy Joel, Stevie Nicks, Tunes, at different points this week. Today, it's all Billy Joel. When you hear Stevie Nicks today, that's when you call. The city's one. Talk and text line, 651-461-9226. And if you're the fifth caller, you win a pair of good tickets to see Billy Joel and Stevie Nicks. We've talked a fair amount of snow. How could you not? Good luck driving in parts of the area too, Dave, with the snow mountains at the end of turns. How often right now are you going around a corner and saying, not on a highway, obviously, but, okay, I'm going to creep out here. I I have no idea if a car is coming, but I got to (laughs) go. Just going to fly and pray to God. It's about... If you're in the if I if you're in either city, Minneapolis or St. Paul, it's about every other intersection where you just gotta creep out there and then eventually have to just go for it because the snow mounds are just so absolutely enormous. I talked the other day when we went to our big uh, soiree by uh, Stanley's in Northeast. How uh, the folks in that uh, neighborhood where I parked, I didn't get the Dave Harrigan spot in the lot. They said they. They haven't had their streets plowed in weeks and weeks. Another story, I think it was on WCCO uh, TV's website, saying neighborhoods in Minneapolis have been waiting for a long time. So maybe I'm a total fraud in saying this, but the Trib raised the story over the weekend. Should the city of Minneapolis step in and take over the shoveling responsibility as opposed to, hey, let's all just partner up. Here's how, it, here's how it's stated on the city of Minneapolis website. Wait for 24 hours after the snowfall ends. If a sidewalk has not been cleared by then, you can report it. You'll need your email address and the address of the uncleared sidewalk. will email you with a case number. Well, they'll send a notice to the property owner, do a follow-up inspection. If the property owner does not clear the walk, we'll remove the snow or ice and bill the property owner. Dave, just before we get to the details, this how many people want to go through that much work snitching on their neighbors? <laughs> I don't know. It might be a higher number than you think. Maybe it is. Some good snitching on the neighbors without having to attach your name directly to it. Mm, that sounds nice. Let's say it's a neighbor you don't like and yes. you just snitch on him anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, even if they did shovel, you could go out in the dark of night, throw snow back <laughs> on the walk, and then report them. Now, that's Sean Friday, right? <laughs> that's some good stuff there. So, should the city of Minneapolis say, okay, enough of trusting the residents, we're going to step in? And, it, and I'm reading from uh, Dave Orrick's story. In addition to startup costs of at least $4.5 million to buy about 120 
sidewalk plows. Do they want to use A-Rod's shovel? Is that available? Could you just pay A-Rod to do it all? I bet he could get it done in an afternoon. Sure. The annual cost for the city to clear sidewalks would approach either $6 million or $20 million. That's That's a wide figure, by the way. More from Dave's story. These two figures based on two different approaches are based on a 2018 study. In addition to buying new equipment, as many as 200 seasonal workers would have to be hired to operate the plows. The cheaper plan would translate to a 1.7% increase in residential property taxes, while the more expensive one would raise property taxes for about uh, to about 5.7%. Okay, so just more real life, as Oric points out here. The more expensive option, which is the one that supporters are generally pushing for. So let's say your house is valued at 319000 That would raise your property taxes by $95 according to 2018 numbers. So that would go up. Now, I'm saying that I'm dubious of the city so far. But... If you and, and I've been out and about in Minneapolis uh, fairly often the last four or five days, it's a clown show. It is so hit and miss. You can't see where you're going. So many sidewalks aren't done. Trusting your fellow mankind is not working. Dave Harrigan. You get to make this decision. Jacob Fry says, I cannot make this decision. He's trying to, he's putting his finger up in the air, trying to say, which way should he go on this one? And he goes, fine, Harrigan, you call me to go on this silly show. I'll trust you. Don't tell anybody, but I'm going to trust you. Should I just, status quo, it's up to the public to get it done. So then guess what? I don't get blamed or guess what? I'm going to step in and like, I'm the man in charge. I'm going to make this better. We are going to figure it away through property taxes to get this done, and the city is going to step in, just like we do in many other areas where the city steps in. I believe in the people, Chen. I think this is a wake-up call to those that maybe have gotten a little lax with their responsibilities. I believe the people will step up. I say, no, we're not going to increase the property taxes. We're not going to put the city in charge of this with a bunch of more plows and a bunch of folks hired to cover however many hundreds of miles of sidewalks there are through the city, thousands of miles perhaps. No, no. The people can take care of it. We'll get it done. They're not taking care of it. Yes, I, as I said, this is the wake-up call. Is, they will take care it? of it. I don't trust the city to do it. I also don't trust the fact that, you know, you get – Get one plow operator that maybe veers to the left a little bit, takes out a chunk of sod. Then the property owner's mad about that, and they're firing off nasty notes on the next door app. And then you got to send somebody back in the spring to fix the sod. We got all sorts of no, just shovel that your, next shovel door your app. That thing is vicious, by the way. That's oh, awful. Just are, awful. There, I mean, that's the you think Twitter's a cesspool? <laughs> cesspool. Go to that next door app. Okay. It basically comes down to this. Who do you trust, the city or your neighbors? Do you want the city of Minneapolis or city of St. Paul, big cities now, do you want them to step in and start clearing the sidewalks, but you're going to have to pay for it, or you're just going to do it 
and you're going to put up with it that a lot of your neighbors aren't going to do it. How about a phone call and a text? Let's get a bunch of calls or a bunch of texts. Your call, 651-461-9226. Should the city step in with a dubious track record at best of shoveling streets, should they step in and take over the sidewalks or it's still up to you? We laid out the costs. Where do you stand? Among the techs coming in, I'll do it for $2 million, as long as I can drink. Seems fair. Cities should plow so many issues for people with disabilities that they cannot get through need consistent shoveling. More techs. If you're going to own a home, there are responsibilities. Either live up to them or don't buy a home. Problem with that, Dave, is they're not living up to it. And the and the fining situation must not be that consistent, right? Well, it might not be that consistent. Maybe we don't have the people snitching as many as we should. Perhaps the city needs to call out, you know, send out a little mailer to everybody. If you see your neighbor, you know, if you see oh, this photo of a snow covered sidewalk, call us. We'll fix the problem. Remember one of the silly issues when 99.99% of the bars and restaurants were paying attention to COVID regulations and a few others, oh, you're snitching on them. No, that was the policy at the time. <laughs> why should all, Why should 99.9% pay attention to it, but the other percentage not pay attention to it? It was such fake outrage. It's just utterly ridiculous. Uh, two birds, one stone. No more cars allowed in Minneapolis. Only bobcats, less congestion, and clear sidewalks. How about that, Harrigan? You have to uh, either you know find a spot for your car in Minneapolis somewhere else, and either you walk. Well, we know you you won't allow people to bike. We've established that. Or get your own personalized bobcat. Does it have to be a bobcat specifically? I mean, can you go John Deere or some kind of like riding tractor thing with a plow in front? I think that works. Uh, what the the mower company that sponsored the Gopher game? Who are they again? Bad boy, bad boy. Just bad. <laughs> did they have something? I bet like you could convince them. Invitation? Yeah, get a bad boy plow. More text coming in at 651-461-9226. How about if they just plow the damn street? <laughs> seems, like a, seems like a fair one. New York has the snitch line for idling trucks. <laughs> Get paid for doing this. If you wait for the city maps to shovel the sidewalks, they're going to wait till the whole snow event is done. And how's that going to work with people trying to walk on the sidewalks? How about this person bragging? My city plows my sidewalks. More text. E-bikes with plows. Oh, that might not be a bad idea. Any window issues? Want to get uh, better windows? How about Infinity for Marvin Windows? Overrated. Early next hour on CCO.